G'day world, Chris Hogan coming to you from the Burley Head Studio here at Me Media for episode 112 of Get Fact Up. And my guest today is Dr. Tanya Uni, who is the director of Amtan Medical and Australian Skin Labs. Welcome, Tanya. How are you? Thank you very much. It's really wonderful to be here. Um, I'm very excited to talk to you. So one of the reasons why I reached out to you was because you won your category for the Gold Coast Young Entrepreneur Awards here, held held here on the Gold Coast, what, about a month ago? Correct, a month ago. Yeah. yeah. And in two days, you are a finalist for the National Awards, I understand. That's right, yeah. So what was the category that you won here on the Gold Coast? Health and fitness. Fantastic. And, and why did you win that? What was the product or service that you offered that, that got you that, that award? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Probably the judges should be answering uh, <laughs> why they picked me over the others. Um, but I believe it's because of, um, um, I believe basically because we've been in the Gold Coast for nine years um, coming from England. And in a matter of nine years, we have put in our effort to actually grow from um, having single and one medical center within first three months of arriving here to actually grow to eight medical centers. And then last year, having launched the um, Skin Lab and Beauty, which is a cosmetic clinic chain, um, and also skin skincare lines, skin products, and hair devices. So. Maybe uh, it could be because of that. <laughs> one of the product, the device um, that was uh, launched to television that was last year, a year and a bit. Um, it's an innovative, it's a patented technology which um, uh, probably would have been a bit interesting. And uh, we've just launched another one, which is a which is a massage brush with the serums that goes hair serum that goes through the through the brush. Very nice. So your skincare product, uh, how uh, how long through your business journey did that come into play? Is that just recent or? Look, I'm sure if you talk to any of um, the manufacturers or uh, the scientists, they'll tell you it takes a little while from the concept of, um, you know, from, oh, let's actually combine this and this together and see what happens and, you know, from that, just raw idea to actually formulating something and then testing, you know, you have to check if it's uh, free from bacteria, stability testing, this and that, I won't get into details, you know, going to the whole research and development process, it takes a little while. So the whole journey started about four and a half, five years ago, at least, um, starting the formulations and thinking about how we could actually best incorporate the natural remedies that we know and are safe, and and also the modern technology, the science uh, with the scientific scientific backing. So it was the idea of combining these two that actually led into um, bringing our own um, skincare line. Fantastic. So. First of all, let's go back a couple of steps. So you came to Australia nine years ago, is that correct? Correct, yeah. And you, what, just decided to open a medical center? Is that? Not at all, it wasn't in the plan. Probably you could say that I'm, you know, we've been in business by accident. <laughs> uh, so accidental business people, because if my background always been like um, my family, we're either into art 
my father sells art and culture and media and stuff, or my mother sells more mainly professionals and doctors and stuff like that. So business was never a thing really. Uh, my husband had um, a good background of business. So anyway, migrating from England to Australia, uh, we were in a medical center and honestly, I was so uncomfortable. And so you didn't, you didn't start the medical center, you just started working in one? Yeah, we both came into a medical center and uh, started our first job there. Mm -hmm. uh, I couldn't, it, I was really uncomfortable. I was kind of traumatized and I, I just couldn't work in that environment. I, it was very uncomfortable for me. So what what part about that was uncomfortable? No, it was um, it was nothing what I expected. It was very. Did you difficult. feel trapped or? I don't know how what I felt, but and I don't want to badmouth anyone. No, I understood. Yeah, but it was um, it was definitely nothing what I expected. Uh, things were promised wasn't actually there, and uh, I left um, a stable life. You know, my husband and I we had, you know. Beautiful neighborhood, you know, lovely cute little house in England, um, <laughs> well established, like in the term, terms of did I exams and I cleared all that and I was getting into like my dance, I love dancing, so I had, you know, starting, restarting all that passion and all that. So I left everything to come to Gopal and the first job was, you know, I was thinking I left all of that, come to a new place, no we had no one here. We had no idea about where things are, who to talk to, absolutely nothing. We just had a little technical glitch there. Uh, the audio actually stopped working. So, Tanya, you were talking about you were looking at a lease sign and yeah. you rang the number and you were going to look at leasing a shop just for... What? Yeah, that, that was a medical centre mm. place and it had a lease sign. So... We were curious, so gave them a, gave that number a call, and that a man answered, said, "Oh, we'll see you ten o'clock on Monday morning." So yeah, we rocked up, and having after having a little chat, he said, "You both look like trustworthy people. I'll let you um, start work here, um, but I need ten thousand dollars and four hundred for my chair. So ten thousand four hundred to buy my medical center." We both were like, <laughs> we didn't know what to say. We were like quite shocked. And we we grabbed it definitely. So um, so I said yes. I'll uh, I'll take it on and I'll be the doctor here because I just wanted to get out of that place and I wanted to do things the way I want. Um, so yeah, within three months of arriving to Australia, owned the first medical center, not knowing a thing, not knowing about the legal system, tax, nothing, and never ever run a business before so here i am single-handed doctor um have to having to look after everything with just a receptionist so started like that it was quite fun yeah so, so you're a qualified general practitioner is yes that yes and and so Starting up a medical center is one thing and on your own. Yeah. And and your husband, what, he's the business mind or is he also... No, he's a GP as well. GP as well? Yes, he's a GP as well. So he continued with his um, with his medical center. So yeah, I went to it out because I thought, that's it. I can't do it anymore. I have to move. Sure. So that pushed me, that um, pushed me to take on challenges, um, take on roles and positions that I've never been used to before. I'd never knew how to even run 
anything. <laughs> so what did the first day feel like or first week when you when you sat down in your chair and... Did you know what? It really helped because I was nine years younger at that time. Probably young and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was... Um, yeah. What, Tony, were you no, saying? no, uh, you still look young, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. See, and we didn't have kids at the time as well, so I thought, I've got nothing to lose. And, um, you know, when I studied, went to medical school, it was all about, yeah, I'm going to be a good doctor, service the community, you know, make the right diagnosis and, um, you know, help people. And that was it. That wasn't... Anything beyond that, business, entrepreneurial, nothing at all. Nothing, you know, I have no stories like that to share. I was a dancer, I loved dancing, that was my passion and that's it. But here I am the first week and most of my clients were actually um, well-known people and uh, people from, you know, who have done really well. That probably would have triggered something in me because um, I really enjoyed... Um, initially, I was quite nervous because I'm Indian, I'm Indian origin, and I'm a female, so I didn't know quite how Australians would take me, and I've, um, I was in England, so I trained in England, so yeah, but mixed uh, background, so I was quite um, curious to find how they would accept me, because being a doctor, uh, when a person comes, they have to have the trust in the doctor. Uh, when I put a give them give them a prescription, you know they need to trust me to take a tablet and put in their mouth. You know what I mean. So that's pretty serious. So I didn't know how they would take it, but I was quite lucky. I was able to communicate, and I knew that I need to be real me, and I just kept it as real as possible, which is which is I don't know any other way. So so I I was able to communicate and um, yeah, I learned a lot from my clients, my patients from Main Beach. It was really exciting. So I was quite curious to know about how they started and what sparked, how the spark came and how they made what they made and, you know, the, their passion, their ideas. So I think those sort of stuff would have influenced um a bit in me and um, so without even knowing like uh, involuntarily would have actually set something in so then one thing led to another so within another uh, few months started with the next medical center and the next and then it went on a few months yeah <laughs> <laughs> you didn't wait long <laughs> so the the pain wasn't big enough in the first one you had to go and Source some more pain. No, but the, the <laughs> or the joy was so great that you went, oh, I can't live with this to just one. Surely, how many have you got? Eight. Actually, like eight is eight times as more more fun, right? It's um, to be quite honest, the idea was to actually create um, a, fi a a kind of environment. Um, a place that people will go to, um, a person when they go to a medical center, they don't go there to have fun. They go there when they are sick. Oh, I know that. Yes, yeah. yes, of course. Yeah, so we wanted to create a place, an environment where people will feel calm and relaxed and welcome. Um, and they should feel approached, you know, they can approach 
the receptionist for another appointment or they shouldn't hesitate to ask the nurse for a question that they may not want to ask anybody else. So we wanted to create that kind of culture, the kind of environment for our, our patients and our community. So we quickly identified the northern suburbs there were um, a little bit of uh, maybe less service than um, less fortunate in terms of the number of services than the southern side of Gold Coast. So that's why we focused, although I started off in Main Beach, but uh, most of our ventures have, uh, projects have been in northern, northern side. Um, so so still all sort of Gold Coast Shire? Yes, yes. Yeah. Within the, uh, from Omo to, uh, we have in fact one in Reedy Creek. So, uh, so that was the whole idea and it really worked. So when people walk into our center, we want them to feel, oh, is, we still have people asking, is it private? Um, do, what do I pay? And we're like, no, no, it's bulk billing. They were like, really? This is bulk billing? So we wanted to create that. It is not about taking money. It's also about giving and then taking care of the community as a whole. Cause, um, and that's been always our mission and uh, to, um, to respect, to care, to give back to community. And that's the kind of work culture that uh, we have managed to create. So whoever we have on board, they also share the common values, but if they don't, they don't, they wouldn't fit in. Yeah, we'll come back to values yeah. in just a minute. I've got so many questions. That's okay. <laughs> so, uh, generally speaking, I've discovered that GPs uh, don't do any further education after their degree. Where <laughs> have you sat on that? I mean, you, surely you would have to do some education around, you know being a director and actually owning businesses but what about the medical side of things oh gosh i think these days um as general you cannot not do your continuous education it's um, it's mandatory i don't know about years ago but i can only speak what's happening right now so there are points and there's constant validation and things like that which is great because then you are actually not forced in a bad way, but you need to get on top of the latest. So that's, that's I guess, uh, General. you're getting, you're getting po- points for being a GP. But what about what about educating yourself on other, a- other stuff? Other stuff, yeah. So where my, one of my challenges is that uh, I'm very focused on nutrition. But yeah. when I go and see a GP, they generally know they very little about nutrition. Yeah. Okay, so that depends on the doctor's interest as well. Of course. I love everything about skin. So that's my passion. So, yeah, okay, so great. yeah. So I wanted to know more about it. And then I realized and go in Australia there, we do come across a lot of skin cancers and stuff. So I mm. wanted to do a little bit more about that. So I did my training in dermatology and uh, skin cancer medicine and things like that. So that was the part that I chose because that of was my your interest. That, yeah, yes, totally. Great. So my husband chose diabetes and chronic disease because that's what he loves to do. So um, so that's what he did. So it depends on each GP what their areas of interest. But they don't have to have that. They can just still be a generalist and, you know, be a jack of all trade. Yeah, professional yeah. of none. Oh, well, they don't have to be that. Uh, but Australian general practice is pretty good, I have to admit. Sorry, I'm taking a stab at GPs. <laughs> yeah, right and okay. I've got a GP sitting across from me. I appreciate that. B- 
being a jack of all trades does mean that you generally aren't you know excited about you know, all parts of everything you do and that there's something specific that you no- normally excites you more than you know the others and and i'm glad that you've identified that your passion was skin so you that's great. You went and did further ed- education. Uh, so you're a qualified dermatologist as well, is that? Yes, yeah, skin, yeah. uh, skin specialist GP. Fantastic. And so that inspired the creation of the skincare products? Um, I... Or no? Yeah, in a way, but it wasn't because I did the dermatology training that I created it. It's probably... Um, Maybe it was two different things because um, I love, because I was into movies and stuff as a child growing up. Uh, so, uh, and where was look, this? That's in India. Okay. Yeah, it was in India. So, uh, as a child artist and won awards and stuff like that as a child's movie artist. So, I was always in the media and uh, being surrounded by, you know, good looking people, <laughs> quite luckily. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been, you know, been as a curious child, I always watched what they did and how they looked after themselves, you know, how they maintained their uh, their skin and stuff like that. So I was quite, um, you, those things used to excite me and that grew in me even becoming a doctor, you know, that was always in you, obviously. And uh, so that's, um, and... Uh, I always thought Indian people had naturally beautiful skin. They yeah, didn't, but you didn't always have to do mean. anything. <laughs> oh, no, you, okay, you have, um, if you have a nice car, won't you not take it to the garage oh, and course, get a course, service? Course. And <laughs> it's okay. the same thing, yeah? yeah? Okay. <laughs> Good one. You still need to look after it, you sure. know, no matter what good genes you may have or not. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, one of our, the older boy, my son had eczema and stuff. It was very difficult, like... Uh, to control it so it started looking into different things and looking at natural remedies because i didn't want to use too much of steroid as i was looking more into preventive um, options so that took me back into my kerala and like my indian heritage where we had a lot of ayurvedic influence you know because that's where it all originated so um started off with the coconut and coconut oil and we made uh, my mother actually made coconut at home coconut oil at home from you know coconut milk and stuff so it was like and it started working and then I that was a that was kind of maybe the turning point kept you know that that curiosity and like oh actually (laughs) who you know yeah I'm a doctor and you know da 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 but the stuff works (laughs) so that started that was when it all started. So then I was more interested in, oh, let's actually do try this and start talking to my husband, you know, bounced out ideas. And uh, one thing led to another thing. And then simultaneously, I was doing my dermatology anyway. So, yeah, so y- I don't know is it chicken or egg. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So, coconuts. Yeah. Oh, I, I love them oh bits too. I think they're fantastic. Um, have their inherent... I guess challenges as well. You know, you can't. Some some people I've I've met have applied coconut oil and and gone out into the blazing hot Australian sun, and thinking that it's going to protect them. It'd be tandoori chicken by the end. And you know what? <laughs> I actually did it. You d- <laughs> never. <laughs> I did it. I watched. I took somebody's word oh and, and I went. My let me, God. Let me let me try this on. I was I was. It was the worst burn I've ever felt in my life. 
Um, so <laughs> made those With a nice dad. Just, <laughs> oh, no, not nice at all. Um, so followed someone blindly and I think that was probably the biggest mistake that I've ever made around, around skincare. Um, but recently I've discovered some amazing things about skincare as well and natural, natural skincare and, and grapeseed oil act- extract, natural SPF of 38. I know that there are some amazing things like broccoli and things like that, you know, there, um, it's, I don't even know where to begin. There are a lot of, uh, stuff in, in nature that itself will protect you, but, um, the area like the anti-aging sort of stuff, um, you need a little bit of combi- combination between yes. the natural and the active um, evidence-proved medicine as well, like the active ingredients. So, and where, where do you get the balance right? You know, how do you not do too much chemicals, don't not use too much chemicals, but still get the effect? So that's... Um, because when when women and men when they when they turn uh, the skin ages um then there's a limit to what natural remedies can do because then you're actually treating the real problems that is you're going against time yeah you're trying to mm. reverse mm. whatever mm. has happened the fine lines and wrinkles and mm. the blemishes and, and, the sun, and, and the sun damage <laughs> and all of that so that's mm. when you know um, it's a combination is more exciting because it does work, but then not and uh, knowing what's the right amount and what what's the right proportion, right safe proportion. That will uh, that is that is where I'm trying to focus. So where so when you're making a decision on what to put into skincare, is it all science based or is it? There's a little bit of anecdotal stuff as well. It's uh, bo- I mean, it depends on what uh, what um, what problem we are trying to address. If it's a younger person and you want to actually maintain healthy, glowing skin, natural, perfect. We are not correcting the aging issues. We are not correcting too much of sun damage, provided they wear sunscreen. So, so those sort of stuff. But when you're looking someone at 60 year old or you know much older or 50 or even 40s. Then you're looking at anti-aging. So I don't believe in giving false hope and false, um, give, taking them down the false track, saying that, yeah, this is all natural and it'll work. And I would be like, yeah, it could work. But actually, if we combine this active ingredient, it'll work better. And that is a reality. Mm. Um, so that's when I think there's still room for the combination that is where it gets really important when you combine the time tested natural ingredient with the evidence based safe uh, active ingredients i'm not saying they're chemicals and um, not all chemicals are bad so it's combining the safe two options together and then you get the outcome fantastic and that's what um, you know ayurvedam is a science it's um it's science of um Science of life. It's science of um, science that use uses the traditional knowledge. It's a way of living. Um, so when you com- when I looked at it, and then when I could combine that knowledge to what we already know that's the um, about the evidence based medicine, I think that is the marriage 
that I think will bring out more outcomes, productive outcomes. Great. So we're how far into a skincare line now? How many products do you have? Okay, for, uh, I mean, our main platform has been uh, till recently television shopping network. Uh, and uh, over there we have um, mainly two devices now. So skincare device and hair device and complementing that is the uh, oil, skin oil and the cream and the hair serum. So um, all the cream and serums are natural based and the technology is what the modern medicine. Okay, so that's how we've combined. So apart from that, um, we have got a new line that will be launched very soon. I'm hoping that will be launched by the end of, um, before the end of the year. So that'll be exciting. So I'll let you know. Cool. <laughs> so uh, Television Shopping Network, yep. is, is that where you launched the product? I or? did, yeah. Right. Launched, yeah, launched it through and, television. And, and your decision to do that was because other channels were too slow, too hard or... You Look. sort of saw something in that channel. <laughs> what, what was the decision to do that? Because it's actually quite... Um, I don't have an answer to say because like like how I've uh, you know, got into the first medical center not knowing anything, perhaps mine has... My, my journey of, um, and with my husband has always been like it's more, uh, more by accident, you know. <laughs> Fantastic. So... Um, <laughs> so Wow. So it wasn't like that's that's a that's an element of luck too, right? Yeah, yeah, it could say so. So mm. it wasn't like oh, okay, we look at all the channels, channel ten, this we'll pick. It wasn't like that. It was it was a great opportunity to meet someone, uh, to work with that person, to uh, um, get into the television shopping Excellent. network. So one thing led to another. So, um, so then started. Um, I mean, they invited us for a. Uh, presentation so I did my pitch and then did a screening test and then they said yeah you're great on TV I'm like okay that's <laughs> cool <laughs> and then when I was starting we go through a quality assessment process and then that's it so I'm like okay cool I'm excited <laughs> yeah so it, I think um, it sounds like a fantastic story no, it, it really does it really does I mean I thought it was you, a you bit boring because there no, was nothing to there was no well Let's let's spice it up a little bit because um, one of the things you said earlier was that you were doubtful whether or not you know doing this uh, you know medical center was a good idea. And one of the things you said because you were a female. Hmm. Now that should be a non-issue. Yeah. That really should. I grew up. In, I'm the only boy amongst two other sisters. Um, <coughs> so I had three kids, and I have three girls, and someone I was just talking to this week, you know, actually said, you know, I don't want to put my face on my website because then people will see that I'm a young girl and they may judge, judge the company, their capability and me because of that. And I was like, that's really sad. That's really shit. Like it, it is that anybody has to feel like that. So was it a non-issue? And has there been any challenges around being female in your in, in in business? Absolutely. So even my first medical center, I've had uh, people. You know, I could hear from the reception that what they talked to the lady there. Um, so, who's this doctor? Uh, oh, female. 
what does she look like? So my, my reception sound, she looks like a female to me. <laughs> 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 and I was like, good answer. <laughs> I'm like, what is the origin? Where does she graduate? So it just, do you know what I'm saying? Mm. And even recently when we started one of the, m one of the newest medical centers, the questions were like, uh, does the doctor speak English? Where are they from? What do they look like? What color? So it's still there because I'm, it's not, not the vast majority of people, but there are, maybe because we are in Gold Coast, we do get a lot well, of... It's, it's not very multicultural here, like to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Like, even the school I went to was just up the highway a little bit. Uh, there was maybe a handful of Asians, a handful of, uh, some, you know, Islanders, and, and, and that was it. Like, to be perfectly honest, you know, it's all white people. Yeah, um, which is okay. Yeah, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, I grew up in a, I guess, a lack of diversity, <laughs> you know, um, with regards to race. And it was co-ed, so at least uh, it was equal opportunity, I felt. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I, from, a, from a guy's point of view, that I guess I've, I've never been challenged by this, mm. I find it really difficult to understand how how you could be challenged by your gender. You numerous know, like times, yeah. numerous times. Even being a GP, the lack of trust, and they walk in the door, they'll be like, oh, have you just passed out of medical school? You know, or... Well, school, you, you look young, right? I mean, yeah, I take it as a compliment, of course. <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah, I'm 65, but thank you very much. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Yes. Or they would be like, um, where did you graduate or they would actually do a little bit of a interview session with me to and I know they're testing but now I'm you know I've I realized that so I'm okay with that you know I'm like okay that's so is that okay would you say that that is the extent the full extent of the adversity that you've experienced in business is that the only thing that has really no, this is upset. Upset your business journey, or have there been all. like I big other challenges? No, that you've this had to hasn't face? actually upset my business challenge. I think I guess um, this is, um, pr and because we are in the tourist location, um, Gold Coast is very touristy. So these people may not have been from Gold Coast in the first place. They may be like visitors oh, don't, from. Don't don't defend don't the know. locals. No, no, no but I really I don't racist. know. Could they be can be absolutely be racist. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they are, but I haven't had. I mean, apart from these few <laughs> comments, if I would have seen thousands and thousands of people yeah. during nine years, as you can imagine, mm. it, it isn't the majority. It's like uh, the tiny. But you do remember those tiny, don't you? Yes. When you have been judged because you're a female, because you're younger than. Oh, um, age, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then. I don't have an Australian accent, so obviously it's quite obvious that I'm not from Australia. So that would be one of the challenges. But the other things that um, we have faced is that, so when I go and interview someone for something, like uh, you know, whether it's a doctor or whether for anything leasing a site, they, um, they will be a bit, there will be a little bit of pause and they will want to know more about how and is it 
do you own it or is it your parents or you know those sort of questions uh, you can tell that they want to ask and sometimes they would actually yeah um well, so that's just a natural curiosity yeah right? it's a curiosity but, but I, I, think I think that's a credit to you right because yeah. if if you're young um and obviously there is this uh ad adversity that that or a divide in, in, in gender equality that mm. exists. Um, so if, if you're succeeding and you're female and you're young and that's surprising to some people, you know, then it's natural for them to ask questions, right? Yes, and, and it's yeah. And it's really great that you're able to answer them positively. Yeah. And say, hey, you know what? Yeah, challenged. But it's, not, it's a non-issue because look at look at – for one of a better term, look at me now. You know, <laughs> like, you know, look at look at the success that I've had because of basically, I guess, brushing that that stuff off, and you know, it's water off a duck's back for, for arguments. Totally, like. that's that's how I take everything. Mm. You know, whether it's positive or negative, the journey has always been uh, interesting, and it's been um, it's never been easy. You know, because because we don't have uh, business background, so. Um, and uh, we don't have godfathers either. We haven't got families over here that mm -hmm. we can actually go and run and ask, hey, what do you think about this? Is, do you think it's the right decision? Are we going? Are we doing too much? You know. So we don't have that kind of. Um, so it's just whatever that we think is right. We follow our gut instinct and just do it. And then if we have problems, we just cope with it and quietly just suffer it, but move on. Um, so weekends and all that stuff is like non-existent. What is weekend? You know, and people go, oh, you must relax. And what is relaxation? It's I just don't know anymore because you're constantly trying to work for something. You know, and your so how old are your children? Seven and three. And how are they sort of uh, adapting to this? Are you a seven-day worker, or are you actually having <laughs> weekends? Or what? But <laughs> like how are they adapting to this lifestyle? It's very, um, it's interesting. I think kids are amazing. Kids just, they grow around, um, around you. You know, they adapt. They have got amazing sense of, um, they sense things. They know the parents are working hard. So when we go to work, um, so if my husband and I are both working by default on a weekend or something, or we're working or meeting someone, we take them along with us. So they know that uh, we are working, so they are, they are happy, they understand. Or if, if we have to leave them with the nanny for a few hours, go off for a meeting and then come back, they, they adapt really well. And that's really, I'm not sure whether I should be surprised or maybe, um, maybe because that's, that's, they have, that's what they've seen. They've seen us working hard. Did you have a similar experience growing up? Uh, my mother was always a housewife. So my concept wasn't like this at all. But I couldn't do anything else but be a doctor. So I had no option B. So although, although I was into movies and dance, I did not have an option B. So I only knew that I wanted to be a doctor because I've seen my grandfather and all that being a doctor and how service-oriented he was. And that was really, um, that was it. And I knew that was what I wanted to do. So in a way, I knew that a doctor's life is not going to be easy. Like even just being a doctor itself is busy enough. But I didn't know that I would be doing all of the other things. So yeah, so it was, comp it's what the life that I'm 
that we are leading now as a family is probably a bit different to what I what thought and expected. We keep planning, oh, maybe next year we'll slow down. And But life, it's, it's I think, you know, you become, you'll be comfortable for a little while and then you disrupt it. And then you take on new challenge and then you, you know, um, work towards um, achieving the target or goal of that particular project. And then when it gets too comfortable, you disrupt it again. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. I, I <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I'm sure there will be other people also um, in the same shoes. But now I, I get, I'm getting more excitement of uh, over um, the skincare line because um, I, a, a percentage of the profit goes to charity, and uh, I'm involved in a lot of. Um, um, projects um, to giving back to the community and services and women empowerment through education is the biggest uh, thing that I want to give back. So yeah, I love doing all that. So as a family, um, and I've got two boys, so that's, you've got three girls, I've got two boys. So I'm trying, it's an attempt to actually um, educate them because they are our future. You know, if we raise them properly, and if we said give them the right message, I think you know it's that's I think then you have done the right thing as a parent. So yeah, so um, I I'm hoping to get them involved in whatever I'm doing, then they understand. Yeah, which they already um, because they come to work with us, they know that uh, mommy and daddy looks after sick people. But there was an interesting question my older boy asked a seven-year-old. Mm. So he asked me, um, so we, you know, we kind of talk about good, good things and bad things and good behavior, bad behavior. So he asked me, uh, um, what, if, um, what if a bad person comes, like a robber or someone who's um, stolen things or killed another person, would you still treat him? <laughs> so then I said, yes, I have to because I'm, I'm, I'm a doctor. I have to do that. But why? That person is a bad person. Why do you have to look after a bad person? So, you know, so... Um, and what's your answer? Yeah, well, I said I'm a doctor first. So as a doctor, my primary um, duty is actually to take care of the person. Whether they're good or bad, comes second. So if someone is sick, you look after the person first. And then the rest is for the police and for the for them to deal with, yeah. but that is not me as a, uh, so, but I was thinking actually, you know, we constantly tell them good and bad, good and bad. Mm. So that's what their minds, they take in so much, and oh, you don't go with good, bad people at all, but then you're saying mommy and daddy, mm. <laughs> and the answer, it's, it's, I don't know, I still don't know. Um, Fair enough. Some things we just don't know, We right? just don't know, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Tanya, it's been a pleasure talking to you. We've actually gone for quite some time and um, I really appreciate you coming in. So many lessons in, in what you've said. And I'd just like to know for the audience, how do they follow what you're up to? What are the websites or social media channels that they can follow your journey? Yeah, um, can follow me through uh, uh, LinkedIn or... That's so directly into the mic oh. so, they don't listen, so they don't miss it? Yeah can follow me on LinkedIn, Dr. Tanya, or Facebook, again, it's under Dr. Tanya, or Instagram um, uh, as Dr. Tanya, and um, 
Yeah, that's pretty much. What's and my website, www.drtanya.net. Um, for the skincare line, um, we're launching a brand new website um, with a lot of um, social entrepreneurship platform as well in it. So I'm not going to actually announce a lot about it right now. Okay. That's a little secret. Right. Uh, what's coming up? Yeah, okay. leave it for a bit later. So follow all the other channels and you'll get notified. Yeah. Great. Cool. Thanks very much for watching, guys. That was uh, another episode of Get Fact Up. All the episodes are on memedia.com.au and they're also on YouTube and shared across our other socials as well. Uh, so stay tuned for next time and thanks again, Tanya. Thank you very much, Chris. It was really lovely talking to you. Cheers. <laughs>